Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Jeff is sick. I'm sick, but I'm still here because I'm a boss. But me and Ashley are going to talk about what if. Now I'm back, baby. That's right. Ashley's back. What, how, I, I buried the lead. Ashley's back. We're all sick. It's probably her fault. I did it. I had to come back in power. <laughs> We're talking about what if. The Earth lost its mightiest heroes. All that right at the sad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, it's great to have you back, my friend. Thank you. It's good to be back. Seriously, missed you a lot. Uh, we had some was- wonderful producers to step into the breach, but no, no one matches our supreme leader. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I was gallivanting, as I've been calling it. I had Ooh. to gallivant around and do some trips, go to the beach, go to the mountains, reconnect with nature, and then come back in strong. <laughs> I miss doing things. I went to a concert. Man. <laughs> Vaccination. Everybody do it. Not to be political. <laughs> no. That should not be a political statement. <laughs> what the hell are we Thank doing? You. Come on. Just get vaccinated, people. It's like the every day the science is better and better. Like... It's done nothing but get better. Like, you think it's unproven, but it's just gotten better and better and better. And it's huge global scales worth of people that are getting vaccinated. Like, we know the science. Go get vaccinated. And I got to go see Alanis Morissette with 30,000 people. <laughs> it was outside and on a lawn. We were right. safe. <laughs> I, got, I had a similar experience. I went to see a Maroon 5 with a big, yeah. big crowd um, out, outdoors in an amphitheater. It felt so normal. It did. It really felt nice to get out and do things. Um, but you know what didn't feel normal? All the Avengers dying. <laughs> oh, I know. Ugh, pivot. <laughs> pivot. 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 But you. <laughs> so, how, how did you feel about this episode? So, as we all know, this isn't like the. These are good. Like I, I'm. I'm enjoying them. They're fun. Um, is it my favorite? No, we all know that. But I am enjoying them uh, for what they are for the most part. But this one, I was like actually intrigued and paid attention the whole time. Like I didn't pick up my phone. Like I was really enjoying it. And then I talked to everybody who's been saying that they really have enjoyed this show. And they were saying that that was my least favorite episode. And I was like, really? Well, I'm just a monster. <laughs> you like the darker things. That's for sure. I do. And I thought it was interesting. Ken and I figured it out, though, pretty quickly. Not that it was... Is, uh, we're in the spoilers now. I would yeah, assume. yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, this I'm is the what rusty. if episode. It's a spoiler <laughs> alert for what if, but yeah. We like I figured out it was Ant Man pretty quickly. I think by like uh, Hawkeye. Really, we were like, okay, well, it's definitely Ant Man because nothing else. It's got to be something small. But I didn't expect it to be uh, Hank. Oh, that was cool. I mean, I didn't think it was Scott either. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but we pretty, yeah, it was cool. It took me a long time to figure it out, and uh, I, I guess I really didn't know until um, maybe until he shows up. But because part of the problem was I would I well no as soon as I knew they were talking about hope when that word hope was he was she was saying the word hope I mm-hmm. got it for whatever reason I didn't have the subtitles on this week and I thought she was saying some other word I thought she was saying like heart oh. or something like it's about heart it's about heart and I was like what. What is she? I have no idea what that means. And so it like really misdirected me for the rest of the episode. But, uh, I love the mystery aspect of this episode. Yeah, I think it was the Hulk because, uh, it reminded me of the whole Thanos thing. Like the only way Ant-Man could, you know, 
kill Thanos as if he went inside him. And then they did that with the Hulk. Because I'm like, you can't kill the Hulk. This is ridiculous. What are we doing? Oh, Oh, it's inside. So it had to be something small. Yeah. Well, I knew. See, and they even say nanotech in like one of the first when uh, when. When the projectile has killed Stark or whatever, they say a pro- a, a, that yeah, a nanotech. Yeah, you're right. So, like, it was really early on that they were giving good hints. So, like, that's a, that's the best kind of mystery story is when you it's right in front of your face the whole movie, and then you don't realize it until the end. And I, it got me. I, I didn't. I did not catch on that it was Hank. But it's such a great resolution, and mm-hmm. having actual Michael Douglas like voice him, and that's just how cool is that? I mean, how often it's do you really get? Cool. Like a chance to live out a character story in a completely different way for animation. Like so neat. It's fun that a lot of them have gotten to do it, which I've been enjoying, enjoying a lot, but I'm also sad when it's not them. Right. Like when it's not, it wasn't Scarlet. I was like, oh. yeah, I mentioned it on the other cast, but I'm actually curious because I don't think that the, of all of the people, I think that Scarlet looked least like herself. Oh, you think they went back and they were like, ah, ah, well, start over. I, I'm wondering if she, they didn't have the rights to her appearance Oh, for new content, like, cause their oh. contracts are up, right? Like, and they're not uh, on friendly terms. So, like this was made before they weren't on friendly terms, but like, still, I wonder if like, they just didn't have the rights to her appearance That's a good anymore. Point. I don't know. That's a, a total speculation, but, or it could have just been that that was not as good of a model or whatever as the <laughs> others. Let's dive in. We only have a few more, few feedbacks about what if, uh, but let's see what we got. 084, one of our patrons and long time listeners, uh, said, what if episode 103 feedback? Uh, the idea of Fury's big weeks makes that awkward middle part of phase one much better, in my opinion. Turning that on its head with a murder mystery and sprinkling in elements from later phases and comic moments made this episode exactly my cup of tea. Until next time. (laughs) I agree. I love it. I love a good murder mystery. Yeah. It's such so cool. Like, I didn't expect a murder. It it was neat, too, because, like, uh, we, we talked about this on the last episode, but, like, the murder mystery was how did the universe get split kind of like the, mm-hmm. the event that caused the split was hope's death. Right. Mm-hmm. And like they did this in, in the first two episodes, they showed the event right at the beginning. Like here's the event that caused the split in this one. They didn't tell you that. And that was the mystery. You know, I thought that yeah. was so cool. Really cool. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Cause I'm not watching that closely. Oh God, I have to start paying more attention. <laughs> I just like the Loki we have running around now. Right? Like, Ugh. yet another Loki variant. Like, they knew I needed it and wanted it, and that I was going through Loki withdrawal, and then they're like, ta-da, here you go, and it's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I did not <laughs> expect Tom Hiddleston in this episode. Like, I I mean, I should have, I guess. I did not expect this to be the same episode that we've seen in the trailers where uh, Loki actually wins and takes over the world. I expected that to be like a Loki winning the battle, but instead, mm-hmm. like they ju- they're just dead when he shows up, and he just and it's not even Avengers. It's like Thor one Fury's big yeah. week, and he just lands on Earth and takes it over. It's like you would think about what was going on in Asgard, like while that happened, like them getting the news. Like Heimdall, of course, was probably like, "Uh, Thor's dead." Yeah, and Loki was like, "I will go take this and kill everybody." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, he's, he's using it. 
he's genuinely sad about his brother. You can tell the way he talks. He always is. That's why yeah. we love Loki. Exactly. His <laughs> love for his brother is like the thing that humanizes him. But he also is an opportunist and he's using this chance to like take over the world and enslave its people. So like he's just not, he's just such a complicated guy. I love him. Me too. Me too. You want to read the next one? Sure. All right, let's do this. So me, me and Ashley both aren't the readers of the cast. Jeff is much better at reading than either of us. So uh. there's one that doesn't Star Wars audio comics. Yes, yeah, that's uh, patron. His name. Oh, I yeah. was like, there's no name. I'm so confused. But yeah, uh, Star Wars audio comics. Yeah, yes. our, <laughs> one of our listeners. Uh, he actually has a YouTube channel called Star Wars Audio Comics, where they like interpret audio comics and they have like voice actors play all the parts and stuff. It's oh, fun. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. That's awesome. I do voiceover. Look me up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he said before, if we wanted to do something, let him know. Uh, we, and oh my I, God, that would be hilarious. It'd be real fun. We, we should do it. Hit us up, Star Wars Audio Comics again. We should totally do that. I, I love I, it. I'm not a good actor, but I'll come be a voice. <laughs> um, okay, so they said, Hey, Stranded Pandas, just some quick feedback about your recent What If episode about the Thanos being let off the hook so easily for killing half of the populations on the planet. It's likely that Thanos did this to Gamora's homeworld after Peter Quill was picked up in 1988. In Infinity War, Gamora says that Thanos has been telling her something for almost 20 years. So this is more likely in the 90s, around 1994 to 1995. So is it possible that Thanos hadn't begun his planet-killing spree yet by the time T'Challa Starward met him? Just a thought. It is possible. My only thought about that, and I wrote him back this, was the fact that, like, so Gamora doesn't seem to be around, but Nebula is. And I, I don't yeah. know for sure that, that he met Nebula by killing her world. But I always guess I always assumed that, that like he went around collecting, you know, daughters or whatever from different worlds as he or killed like powered them. people. Yeah. 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 Huh. But I don't know, but Nebula's there. So clearly he had done something that Nebula really hated and Star-Lord was trying to get them in therapy. He says, I saw really a really great. interesting meme the other day that was, um, or a, a post, and it said that, uh, why is T'Challa named Star-Lord if Peter Quill's mother gave him that name yeah. in the, uh, note? And I was like, oh! Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. point. It doesn't make sense unless, yeah, Yondu would have had to, like, give him that name for it to make sense. And in, mm-hmm. in at least in the original movie, that is not the case. Mm-mm. I guess just, uh, Keep that continuity going, man. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he is a, yeah, I know, right? It annoys me. It annoys me. Like, I, I it know. hurts me to the bottom of my soul that that little flaw is in there, but it is. <laughs> she says, my little star lord. The end of Guardians of the Galaxy 1. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm like at once thinking about that scene and it's making me emotional. And I'm also really upset that they made a canon error. <laughs> well, go go ahead and read the next one. Then take yourself out. Of okay, it. get it. Get it. Got to break free. Got to break free. Push it down. Bottle it up. Push replace it. it with work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. All right. David Bates sent us an email. Says, "Hey guys, so I have a very interesting concept to throw your way. It's a real world. What if? What if on else worlds, DC was the dominant cinematic book universe, not Marvel? 
i.e., what if Richard Donner made Captain America? What if Tim Burton made Iron Man? What if John Favreau made Batman, etc.? Uh, love you guys at 3000. Hmm. Excelsior. Hmm. Well, then DC would be what we'd be talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting what makes us love the Marvel Universe and what makes us accepting of the Marvel Universe. Um, you know, the guys over at DC on screen, they deal with a lot more hate sent their way, like about the content, which some of it I would say is justified. Uh, but th- their argument is often like, yeah, sure. There's some flaws in DC content, but mm-hmm. there's also the problem of like, there's so many versions of Batman that right. there's so much to compare it to. When you right. see Iron Man and Captain America, like they've never really been taken seriously before in any of this content. So like, we're all kind of fresh. Guardians of the Galaxy? None of us knew what that book was. I mean, most of us didn't know really what right. that book was. So it's like, we get this clean slate every time. Mm-hmm. And I do think that if, uh, you know, there had been a Captain America movie and an Iron Man movie and all these things, then like, we might be a little more, the world might be a little more, give a little more pushback on the new versions or whatever. Right. That's a great point. There's something very special about um, John Favreau. Agreed. The, the way that he was able to save two, like, universes, like the Star Wars, to bring it back to life and then mm-hmm. start with Marvel and just start there. I'm like, who knew that John Favreau was going to be the one right. to lead us into the future of our content? Like, it's really, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And, I, like, and then you got, like, Elf, and I'm like... What? So he, direct, he directed Elf, I guess? Yeah, he okay. directed it. I'm pretty sure like he co-wrote it. And I remember him from like Swingers and Me too. all these crazy movies that he's doing. And when you look into it, you see he's writing and doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, I just want to meet him and really thank him. John Favreau, yeah. I know you're $5 on the Patreon. I just want to let you know I appreciate you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he listens to our ideas. Oh, yeah, for sure. All the time. Well, that's the thing. I want, I really like... I feel like they're saving it or they just, or he's not interested, but like how excited would you be if John Favreau came back like to do any movie? Like I would love to see John Favreau come back and be like, yeah, I don't know, come in and do whatever movie he wants in the Marvel universe. I'd be super excited because he left like kind of undefeated in my mind. Like Iron Man mm-hmm. one and two are so good. Mm hmm. Well, he's doing the Star Wars stuff now, which I appreciate more. Like, Marvel's Marvel's good. We know it's good. Go concentrate over there and don't let that stuff that's recently happened happen again. Right. Take over and control all the movies. Make sure no one's putting out, you know, Is him and Dave he... Filoni. Oh, we're talking about Star Wars. I'm so sorry, Marvel people. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I, I think a lot of the Marvel people are Star Wars people. And I mean, like... Even I'm probably the least Star Wars person, and I'm still mm-hmm. interested in this line of conversation. I just watched the gallery, um, that thing on every like how they make the movies the same way they do with the, yeah, uh, the TV shows. Or whatever. They broke down the entire last episode of Mando, and it was like him and Filoni just fanboying. That's and awesome. he was like, when when Luke Skywalker walked out, and it was Mark Hamill and R2 came up behind him. He's like, I started to cry, and I didn't <laughs> understand why this moment. Like, I have fl- top five moments of my life and I have kids and I got married but like I started to cry and I'm like I understand because I did too girl (laughs) that makes me I am getting choked up thinking about that and I'm not a Star Wars guy but like 
I understand that kind of fandom. I understand that kind of, uh, uh, they spent all the studio's <sighs> money to give that back to Mark Hamill to, to let him play that and then just change, you know, use the, the age defying or whatever right. movie magic that they use. And like they used another guy too, but they let him have that. And I'm just like, Oh, it was for them too. But yeah. uh, I love it. That's why I trust him. Like, yeah, he needs to stay involved because the future for Marvel's scary. The, the multiverse is scary. It's big. It's mm-hmm. big and it's scary and it's cosmic. And mm-hmm. they need to make sure that they know what they're doing. Yeah, they they need good guides through this next phase. And I'm I'm super excited for who is in the MCU right now. Like uh, the mm-hmm. fact that they're bringing Raimi in, like Ugh. giving him it. I don't know how much control they're giving him, how much he's directing things, but like the fact that the Spider-Man movie is featuring his original characters and then that's leading into Multiverse of Madness in March, which mm-hmm. is like I I I just can't even like I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting flustered right now. Because well, once we get Shang-Chi, <laughs> yeah. and then it's December, or November, December, March, May, and it's, it's four. Uh, I'm about to curse. I, and the, <laughs> the freaking thing is, like, I don't know what Multiverse Madness is going to be like. I don't know if it's going to have Spider-Man in it, but I can't imagine that it won't. The fact that it's Sam I Raimi, I know, and they're doing all these Spider-Man characters, and that's going to lead directly into <laughs> like two months later. How cool would it be if it's like such a direct sequel to this I other know. movie that comes out three months before? That's like just almost My never been done. Nerd heart is going to explode <sighs> in the movie theater, and I already because you know how I feel about Sam Raimi. So no matter what. I'm gonna be biased. You can't take my opinion. Like I'm gonna be like, it was the best shit. Yeah. But I'm gonna try not to. But it was like hearing he was gonna do that. I was like, what are you guys doing over there? Uh-oh. Do you want to do a Binger's Assemble where you just show me a bunch of other good Sam Raimi movies? I've really been yeah. wanting to go watch like Drag Me to yeah. Hell and Dark Man, Drag Me to Hell. I've seen oh, old Dark Man's, but I'm I'm probably down to do it again. But like, I feel like there's a lot of modern Sam Raimi that I just have just missed, and I yeah, keep hearing it's it. good. I would be down for that. Uh, maybe we do it before uh, Doctor Strange. There's a really good one with Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton that I can't think of now, but it's like amazing. So we'll, we'll all get a list. Okay. That'd be freaking awesome. I would love it. I, I, cause I, I loved him. He's like one of those directors that I loved his stuff. He had a tone probably similar to what, I mean, he set the tone for Marvel really like mm-hmm. the Spider-Man movies are kind of what Marvel is. It's like comedic tone, but with with like serious events happening, like you have to buy into Spider-Man holding on to the train to stop it. Like you have to buy into that moment. Mm-hmm. You have to buy into the crowd promising not to say who he is and stuff. You know, like you have to buy into those moments. But it also is silly and funny and like cartoonish and then scary. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think that the MCU has done scary right yet. Mm-mm. And. I, I feel like Multiverse of Madness is a great place for it. And Scarlet Witch going full on Scarlet Witch, insane so. Scarlet Witch, like blowing up the multiverse. Okay. This is supposed to be a what if episode, but I'm just like, this is so our what if excited. episode on yeah. the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Like what, what if this <laughs> all happens? That Doctor Strange is not going to be able to do anything against the Scarlet Witch that you're talking about right now. Right. That Doctor Strange that we got from that trailer, like, we haven't gotten to talk about any of that stuff. No. And, and <laughs> we'll save that. We'll save. That's why we're going to need a lot more people. And before then, we're going to have, you know, America Chavez is going to be in it. Oh, who else? 
There's a few others. Wong is in it, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can't imagine that. Like, I've heard rumors about Loki. Like, it could be anybody. I have heard rumors of Loki. I don't know that it's been confirmed by Marvel yet, but yeah. And, like, how does Kang not show up in that one? I don't know. It's right? Just- how does Kang not show up in that one? Like, how does Kang not, like, watch all this from the outside, see what Scarlet Witch is doing, watch it all be destroyed, and step in in the third act and just be like, yeah, I'm harnessing all the energy that you're doing. I'm I'm actually making a new Kang with all this uh, real big witch energy <laughs> that you're showing here. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> <laughs> okay, Cheyenne Hodgson uh, sent us an email. It says, hey there. Just listened to episode three show and something jumped out at me and I had to write about it. Hank Pym said to honor hope because she was killed by the winter soldier, which is, was not said in the show, but it's, it's, it's implied that that's me parenthesizing. Um, and Hydra still being in shield, everything winter soldier is hush, hush, uh, just like Yori, uh, Hank Pym would have had no idea what happened to his daughter. Super sad. Ooh, that's a great point. Yeah. On a total side note, uh, I figured I would give Matthew Carroll's Star Trek album a chance after hearing his announcement. Uh, it's really beautiful. Thank you, uh, Matthew. You absolutely could feel the emotion and heart you put into the album. I uh, lost a daughter in February of last year and welcomed another in April of this year. Uh, Home Again speaks directly to me and is achingly haunting and wonderful. Uh, thank you for sharing your pain in such a visceral and poetic way. All the best, Cheyenne. Oh, Cheyenne, I did not yes. read that ahead of time and did not know that was coming. You're about to make me I cry. Sh- I should have warned you oh. when I put that in there because I wanted you to like hear it live, <laughs> and I didn't know that Jeff wouldn't be here. No, no, thank you, Cheyenne. It's so um, beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. That my, I lost my sister in February of, of last year, of 2020, and that song is about... Uh, the, the episode it's about is about someone losing a child. Um, but I wrote that about my, from my dad's perspective, losing his daughter. Um, my dad, and my, uh, sister were really similar. And so that song's called home again. Cause he like, I think he saw a lot of himself in her, even all the bad parts. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it like really, yeah. So that, that means a ton to me, Cheyenne. Um, and so, yeah, gosh, Cheyenne, that, that's, that's yeah. beautiful. Thank you for saying that. Um, I'm, I'm very affected right now. I'm just glad that people, that you get the chance to hear how you affect people with your music. It's like, it's important thank, and it's moving you. and it's beautiful. It, it really has been, um, huge. I, you know, the, the, the album's new and it, not even that many people have heard it yet. Um, but like, I've gotten a few really, really beautiful messages like Cheyenne's here, um, that have, I, I, the, the, the similarities of, you know, the fact that she lost a daughter in February and I lost, and my dad lost his daughter in February. Um, mm-hmm. that really, uh, I'm mm-hmm. just really glad that that could, uh, that song could mean that to you as well, Cheyenne. Thank you. Um, thank you for that so much for, for saying those things. Um, yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. I don't know how to recover from that. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that means just a ton to me. Thank you. 
Diane. I'll take the next one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I will say the Winter Soldier thing. Did you know about the Winter Soldier thing? That I she, didn't she hear mentions? that, no. So, in the movie, they say that he lost hope in Odessa. Uh-huh. And in Winter Soldier, uh, the experience Black Widow had with the Winter Soldier, where she got shot through the side, where she shows that scar, she says, I got this right outside of Odessa. So the oh. the idea is, if Hope was a was a soldier at that point, she would have gone on that mission instead of Black Widow, and that's when she died that's at the hands of Winter Soldier. Um, Damn, that's deep. Yeah, right. Like it's a that's some cool continuity stuff there. Um, so yeah, yeah. You read oh. the next one. I'm I'm gonna re- try to recover myself. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> that really just okay. it really just does mean the world to me because like. I don't know. I've been putting music out a long time and like, I really put a lot of my self into this one. And even though it's a Star Trek album, I really tried to make, write the songs from a perspective of like realness, I guess. And, um, of real, real emotions and things I was going through. And, uh, just the fact that people and just people from the MCU cast and stuff have just found, found it and like found those songs that mean a lot to them. Uh, it's just, that's huge. And Katie Rosebot and like a you know everybody really it's been nice to see like the out like I love it I love it too yeah it's just it's oh, good. like your work it's so it's your life you're putting out there and it's hard and it's scary and it's vulnerable yeah and it's real yeah well, thank you thank you so much guys <sighs> make me DJ cry. Stafford on Gmail yeah this <laughs> <laughs> is last one feedback. <laughs> I'm sorry. TJ Stafford on Gmail says, Hey guys, first time emailing in. I've been thinking about what ifs version of Hank Pym and I have thoughts. I'm curious about the impact of other influences in Pym's life besides the death of hope. In Ant-Man, Hank comments that he stopped wearing the suit because it took a toll on him. We know that he designs the Ant-Man helmet to combat his mental effects that we see in Darren Cross in a later film. Hmm. I wonder if the helmet over time lost effectness and Hank beginning to use the pin particle again after giving it up may have contributed to his mental state that we see in What If. I also wonder about his relationship with Darren Cross during this time period. I know they had a falling out, but I don't know when that took place. Could Cross be in his life when Hope died? How much did this influence have on Hank's downward spiral? This is my one gripe about What If as a show. It leaves so many unanswered questions about all these scenarios that I want to know it all. (laughs) All caps. Each episode could be its own season and still not address all the changes. Anyway, hope this message wasn't too long. Loving the coverage. Keep it up. Thanks for keeping me company with your cast while I'm at work. Hey, thanks, TJ. Thanks for writing thanks, in, bud. TJ. Um, yeah, uh, these are all great questions, and he raises a great point that, like, especially if they keep making these what-if episodes, like, if every week we get a new, completely different universe, there's just always going to be so many questions. And I don't think there's any way to, like, get around that. Except mm-hmm. for that they are talking about doing sequelizing some of these. So, Oh, that's oh have you heard that? Yeah. They've said mm-hmm. that um, they've already announced that it, uh, they're already working on a Captain Carter sequel for season oh, cool. two. Yeah. That's fun. I hope it's like a whole new story. Well, you know, like she wakes up at the end in the future. So, like, it would just be like her being asked to yeah. join the Avengers. Yeah. Crazy. Like her being an Avengers instead of Steve. Like, that sounds super fun. 
Uh, Court Rob says, does the mania in Quantum Mania imply that Ant-Man will go crazy? Ooh. Mm, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it either. I've, I've been kind of just thinking, it's we've got Multiverse of Madness, and then we've got Quantum Mania. Mania. Uh, I just felt like those two things collide, but yeah, maybe. I, and <sighs> TJ has a great point about the, he says, the, the effects on him that it was mm-hmm. having, you know? Next is going to be Avengers Sanitarium. <laughs> uh, I'm doing it for Jeff. He's not here. I got to throw them in. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Some, somebody's got to do some dad jokes and things. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I have terrible news. A dog moved upstairs along with its owners and all it does is bark. So. <laughs> Will stop Can you it. Leave, like you have to the, leave oh, that. Oh yeah, in. that's, that's that, amazing. That was, How did we- that was great. Well, it, hopefully he like he like Quill will be calm most of the time with occasional outbursts. That I will. You just have to let me know so I know to edit them out. Quill, stop it. He's like he's he's actively barking and yawning at the same time. So like he's not even upset. He's just going like. Like a big yawn while he's still like, I'm still upset, but I'm going to go back to sleep. I just like that it was on your side while I'm talking about the dogs. That was was crazy. It was wonderful. It was great. Good job, Quill. You're you're a born performer. All right. Well, that's all the feedback. Um, Yeah. The only thing I guess we didn't touch on there is the Darren Cross part. I don't know. Like, this was. I'm trying to think. Like, when did Ant Man come out? It's like it was a good number of years p- past um, uh, Fury's big week because it was in like phase three. I, th- I think it was the first film of phase three, if I remember correctly. Two thousand fifteen. Okay, and this and this was like two thousand ten. So five years. I don't know. Did Darren? Did they have that falling out after phase that or two. before? Right. Oh no, you're right. Oh, wait, it, they did put it out at the end of Phase 2. That's crazy. I thought it was Phase 3. Yeah. So it's... Anyway, five years. Like, I don't know. There's five years there where Darren Cross could have continued to work for him. Or they... I don't know. And, and like, Hank Pym's reticence to work with Darren Cross always seemed, to me at least, to be about uh, Darren Cross's, like instability or something like it seemed like Hank Pym had a good idea that he would be a villain if he had the power. You know what I mean? Right. He sniffed it out of him. Yeah. And I guess this version of Hank Pym might not have such a, that same problem. <laughs> he might've yeah. embraced him. And he been probably, like, yeah. Help me. Yeah. Hmm. Kill the Avengers. I mean, I think, yeah. well, he said how, so when did the Odessa incident happen? Was it five years or so? So it was even before this. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting timeline. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like the style elements, obviously in him becoming Yellow Jacket, maybe Darren Cross. I, I would headcanon Darren Cross having a hand in making that suit. You know, like like they're still yeah. working together. He helped him make that suit to go after the people who killed Hope. It would make sense. Yeah. I like it. Canon. Can- put it on the board. <laughs> it's, it, put it on the canon board. <laughs> Not the theory board, it's just canon now. Okay, well guys, that's all for this What If episode. We're going to be back tomorrow with a news and feedback episode. Uh, we got a lot of Spider-Man feedback. Um, actually, I guess, 
it might drop on Thursday after the what if episode. That's probably to be said again. All right. So that is all for the what if episode. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days uh, with our uh, live reaction. If you want to catch us 545 on Wednesday, we'll be doing a live watch. And then at <laughs> 630, we're going to be doing the uh, live podcast reaction. Central. Central. Thank you. And uh, so join us for those things. And then we'll be doing, um, uh, we'll be dropping another f- uh, news and feedback episode later this week with lots more Spider-Man talk because we got a lot of theories and feedback in from you guys about the Spider-Man trailer. So <laughs> that will be dropping later this weekend. So yeah. Thank you so much. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.